This podcast is a segment of the book, Godly Grit, scheduled for publication in late spring or early summer 2021. It will be available at Amazon as a Kindle ebook, in paperback, and as an audiobook. Grief is the internalization and rumination about a significant, unbearable loss. The magnitude of the loss determines the degree of suffering. What losses would result in the experience of grief? Last fall, the area of Oregon, where we call home, experienced several massive wildfires. The air became thick with smoke as family and friends around us began to evacuate. My wife Judy is one of the most organized people on the planet, so we did not have any difficulty finding what we considered essential. I hooked up our small utility trailer behind the car and we loaded up our treasures. We had a few boxes of family photos, some important papers, a few valuables, a few irreplaceable possessions, and a few days worth of food and water. At the end of our packing, the little trailer was only a quarter full. We were fortunate in that we did not have to evacuate, but the exercise of evaluating what we possessed and what was important was very cleansing. The loss of our material possessions would have been inconvenient, but it would not have resulted in much grief. Losses that cause grief are the ones that are so great we question our ability to continue to function. The losses that are this egregious are the losses humanity was never created to experience. The enemy uses these losses to cause us to question God's love. Humanity was not created to experience death, the loss of a significant relationship, the loss of purpose, or the loss of a relationship with God. We do not have the necessary tools in our toolbox to deal with these types of losses. These are the losses we can never be prepared to handle. The dictionary definition of grief is, grief is the response to loss, particularly to the loss of someone or something that has died to which a bond or affection was formed. Although conventionally focused on the emotional response to loss, it also has physical, cognitive, behavioral, social, cultural, spiritual, and philosophical dimensions. While the terms are often used interchangeably, bereavement refers to the state of loss and grief is the reaction to that loss. There are three categories of losses that can produce grief. There are personal losses, relational losses, and significant losses. Personal losses are the ones that involve the loss of identity, status, position, or ability. This type of loss is experienced many times throughout our lives. It is experienced with retirement, a job change, a loss of an expected promotion, moving to a new community, or changing churches. It is also experienced as a slow act of bereavement where physical and mental skills are slowly lost because of aging. 
This type of personal loss can occur with any significant status change. The most significant grief-producing loss is our relational loss. God created us as social beings. He placed us in families. It is in this environment that we experience being loved and loving others. The most significant loss we experience as humans is the loss of a meaningful, intimate relationship. This loss can occur through death, divorce, separation, or the slow, gradual loss of a loved one through Alzheimer's or other chronic diseases. These losses are magnified if there is a high degree of dependency in the relationship, such as the loss of a child, a family member with a disability, a miscarriage, or an abortion. In these dependency-type losses, there is not only grief, but there is also guilt. The guilt can prevent movement through grief, resulting in a lifetime of unresolved grief. Grief can also occur with the loss of any element of one's life that has a high value or meaning. Grief can be experienced with the loss of a pet, a home, a place, or even a time. As people age, they often grieve the loss of their youth and vitality. The experience of grief, as previously mentioned, was not God's plan for humanity. We were created to be immortal and to have harmonious relationships. Therefore, the experience of significant loss feels impossible to manage. We are left in a state of disbelief, confusion, and turmoil as we try to regroup and move on with life. The danger during this time is that we can quickly become stuck and self-focused on our pain. This path can lead to an increased sense of isolation and chronic loneliness. If you work to suppress the feelings, the process of recovery only gets prolonged. It is common for people stuck in grief to lose the capacity for pleasure, lose interest in eating, neglect self-care areas, become depressed, or develop insomnia. Grief is highly individual and unpredictable. You do not know how you will respond until you experience loss. During the first 12 years of medical practice, I spent most of my time working in an emergency department. I have had to deliver the news to many people that they had just lost a loved one. I have witnessed people cry, laugh, faint, become enraged, and one person even punched me. There is no set or expected formula for how a significant loss will be experienced. The experience of grief can end in one of four possible ways. Most people with resilience and grit will be able to maintain stable levels of functioning and be able to move on with their lives. Others may eventually recover after several months. Some people get stuck in grief and have a prolonged period of dysfunction. Others may appear to regain function quickly, but then, after some time or the experience of another loss, may develop a delayed grief response and lose their ability to function normally. 
There is a condition called prolonged grief disorder. This condition is defined as an extreme focus on the loss and reminders of the loved one, intense longing or pining for the deceased, problems accepting death, numbness or detachment. The prolonged grief disorder can also result in bitterness about your loss, inability to enjoy life, depression or deep sadness, trouble carrying out normal routines, withdrawing from social activities, feeling that life holds no meaning or purpose, irritability or agitation, and a lack of trust in others. A damning tactic used by the enemy during grief is the tempting belief that more understanding will bring more peace. So we enter hell through the gate called why, never to return. We dig and claw for answers only to find more troubling questions. Why quickly becomes why me as our increased self-focus turns to bitterness. Not only will grief cause increased self-focus, but it can also cause significant relationship issues, addiction, depression, and suicide. So what are we to do when we experience a significant loss? Firstly, do not push the grief aside. If suppressed, it will only cause more problems. Recognize the depth and significance of the loss. Acknowledge your feelings as ugly as they may be. It is valuable to write out the importance of the loss and how you feel. Then take that journal and pray. Do not avoid funerals or memorial services. Our society needs times of corporate pausing and evaluating. A time of grief is a valuable time of evaluation and reflection on life priorities. Death is real. It is harsh. It is hard to handle. Take time to consider your mortality. Pause to evaluate. Pause to appreciate. Pause to reflect and ponder. In your pausing, take your pain and circumstance to God in prayer. Consider what the Bible says about loss and grief. John 16:22. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. Philippians 4.13 I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Revelation 21.4 He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Romans 8, 18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that God's will is His good pleasing, and perfect will. 
Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Matthew 11, 28-30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Psalm 147, verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-18 Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, and the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. John 14.1 Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Isaiah 53.4-6 Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Joshua 1 verse 9 Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Romans 8 verse 28 And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Matthew 5 verse 4 Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Take time to meditate on these verses and write down your thoughts and prayers. Read the Psalms. Help others who are grieving. God will show himself strong and faithful. The Holy Spirit will strengthen your godly grit. Do not believe the enemy's lie that God is not trustworthy 
and has abandoned you or does not love you. 